Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back to The Kelly Roach Show. Today, we're digging into how to attract and find the absolute best customers for your business. So we're going to talk about this from a couple different angles today, but we're also going to talk about your growth and your leadership as a business visionary, right? Because in order to attract and find the best customers, you have to grow and develop as a leader. And I've said this so many times in so many ways, and I'll continue to say this, that you are the cap or you are the catalyst to the growth of your company. And really identifying the best customers comes down to several different components. But let's talk about the personal component within you as the leader first, because this, I think, is the number one reason why businesses really struggle to acquire and to systematically attract the best customers. Attracting the best customers takes an extraordinary amount of discipline. And what I have learned, especially with our coaching and consulting company, where we now are extremely careful and extremely discerning about who we sell in to our programs, is that you have to be willing to say no. You have to be willing to say no over and over and over again. And sometimes it is extraordinarily painful to say no to money that is sitting on the table right in front of you where you could close a sale and have another customer when you don't know how you're going to find the next customer, how you're going to uh, get to your goals for the month if you say no. But there's an opportunity cost to everything that you do in business. And what happens to so many businesses is Because they take on so many of the wrong customers, when they don't yet have clarity around the right ones or they don't yet have the right ones lined up at their door, what happens is they create this cycle of burnout within themselves and the team that they can't get out of. And what happens is is every wrong customer that you take takes up the space and the energy of two, four, maybe even five of the correct customer. So what happens is they're always dissatisfied. They take far more time to service. They complain more often. They do less work and they get far less results in your programs. And so making one mistake of bringing on the wrong person sets you back very substantially in having the space and the mindset and the creativity and the energy to bring on the right ones. And so you have to learn to say no, even when it puts you in this very awkward space of, I don't know how I'm going to get to my goal. I don't have the right people lined up at the door. I don't know where I'm going to find this right person. And unless you can get yourself to the point of saying no to the wrong customers over and over again to hold the space, to hold the space to bring in the right ones, it's going to be extraordinarily difficult for your organization 
to up-level into becoming the company that you want to be. So just like bringing in the wrong employee and losing them can cost your organization $100,000, $200,000, bringing in the wrong client is far more costly than any amount of money they might pay you that you think is getting you closer to your goals. So you see, just like everything as it relates to business strategy always ends up tying back to personal growth because it is walking in the faith that by saying no to the wrong person, you're creating space for the right person and that you're gonna keep doing the right things to get the right people on board, that you're ultimately going to be able to create an organization that is able to communicate, articulate, and embody the level of customer that you want to attract. Now, let's take this a step further. In the beginning of building and growing a business, you have to take a broad range of customers. When you are starting scaling, you may not have clarity around who that absolute best and perfect dream client is for you. Typically, the way that you have to start is by casting a wide net, servicing a lot of different people, and then in doing so, beginning to identify the trends of who gets the best results, who is the most enjoyable to work with, and who is the most likely to succeed. I would write that down. Who gets the best results? Who is the most enjoyable to work with? And who is the most likely to succeed? Again, these things can't be designed in theory. They have to be learned through experience. And so for anyone listening to this today, no matter where your business is at, it took me years to figure this out. And we're still in this process today. It's a never-ending refinement process. So the first big thing is a willingness to say no when you know someone's not the right fit so that you hold space and can really step into being the organization you want to be servicing the people that you want to service. The second big thing is you have to cast a wide net, serve a lot of different people, and then ask yourself those three questions over and over again and begin to document the people that are winning, that are fun to work with, that are getting results, and that you want more of. Over time, you're going to begin to gather these trends and you're going to begin to gain clarity around the profiles of the people that have the highest likelihood of winning, getting results, and creating satisfaction internally. The third big thing that I learned is that you have to be incredibly protective of your team if you are in a done with you coaching and consulting or done for you agency type services. If you have any type of done for you or high level of interaction with your customer, you have to be incredibly protective of your team because what will happen is the wrong customer will burn them out, overwhelm them, frustrate them, and they will leave. And you have to move through this process of identifying who the best customer is as quickly as possible because even once you identify who the best customer is, that is just the beginning of this journey. Because knowing who your best customer is and then being able to attract them in quantity are two different things. So first, you have to cast the net. You work with lots of different customers. You ask yourself the three key questions. You document the trends. You build out the profiles. You start to say no to the people that don't fit those. Okay, that is going to allow you to take the people that are coming into your world that are the right fit and accept them in and really mold and shape your organization to optimize around those people. 
But then there's the next step of how do you find enough of the best customers and enough of the right customers to be able to scale your company in a very precise and engineer-like fashion? Well, there are multiple components of this, of course. The first one is, again, going back to personal growth, you have to ditch the vanity metrics in order to dial in to your best customer. And this has been something that has been definitely a strength of mine over the years that I'm very proud of is that I don't really care if if I get the most likes or the most comments. I really care deeply about creating and crafting high quality content that is going to speak to the right people. I care very, very deeply about building legacy content that I will be proud lives on beyond me. And that is what I'm thinking about when I'm creating. I'm thinking about my ideal customer. I'm thinking about you, my podcast listeners. I'm thinking about the people that are very serious about building multi-million dollar companies. And what that means is a lot of my content is niche. A lot of my content is more around critical thinking. A lot of my content really kind of goes over the head of the masses. And so I have not had as much broad mass market appeal in my brand as maybe some other people have because my content is so strategic and it is so dialed in to the critical thinking of what it takes to build and run an organization. And I know that. Now, that said, I was willing to trade and sacrifice for the last, I don't even know, 10 years, uh, my mass market appeal. I traded mass market appeal for the ability to niche in uh, to acquire best customers. Now, as I build my personal brand, I will start to focus on more mass market appeal under my personal brand because we have such clarity and we're dialed into the avatar under the business advisory, for example, of the type of clientele that we want to be working with. We know in the Conviction Marketing Agency the exact clientele we want to be working with. We know in the Advanced Innovation Society the exact clientele we want to be working with. All of my brands now have a core avatar. They are clear and specific on who they want to work with and they have a strategy to acquire them. Okay. So that said, you have to ditch the vanity metrics. And a lot of people are not willing to do that. Many, many entrepreneurs create performative content, meaning they only lean into the things that they see get the most likes, the most engagement, the most traction online. And if you think about it, that is the intuitive way to create content. Oh, people like this, create more of it, right? There's nothing wrong with that. That makes total sense. The problem is, is that your most thoughtful content is always going to get the least amount of engagement, but the most amount of views by the ideal dream customer that you want to work with. The mass market content that's fluffy, it's inspirational, it's personality, it's entertaining. It's going to get the most amount of likes and views and comments and engagement, and it's going to get the least quality kind of uh, investment from the people that you actually want to attract. I think there has to be a balance. We talk about the hope, how-to, and then conviction-based content. I personally feel that there has to be a great mix of different types and styles of content uh, to keep people engaged and moving through your pipeline and ultimately going to the sale. But to get the best customers, you have to be consistently creating super high-quality content in the form of video and posts and stories and podcasts and all of those things that are going to specifically speak to a person at that level. 
one of the biggest challenges that entrepreneurs and CEOs have in acquiring the best customers is that they typically want to up-level their avatar, but the people that they have in their audience right now are not in that avatar. So here you are, you're trying to appeal to this new and higher caliber lead. You don't currently have that caliber lead, so your content isn't landing. So you have to make one of two choices. You either revert back to the content that you were creating that speaks to the people that you already have in your audience, or you stay the course, which means that you have to be very comfortable playing a long game, knowing that right now your brand was built speaking to this other person and you're doing things that are going to speak to this new person, but they aren't here yet. You're going to have to go find them and acquire them, okay? Now, how do you speed up this process? How do you get, how do you get intentional about this process? Well, build a profile of your top performing clientele and really look at what those defining characteristics are of the people that you wanna attract more of. Build a referral campaign where you specifically focus on working with those people and creating super you know, high-powered incentives for them to introduce you to other people like them. Run Google ads where it's very high intent, where you're targeting people that are very specifically looking for your solution that are within you know that that profile and that realm using those specific keywords that that person used interview those people use those people as your testimonials do sessions where you actually ask them questions about why they decided to buy from you how they found you how they made the decision to to choose to work with you and turn that into your content right birds of a feather flock together find out what other organizations they're a part of find out what other mentorship or coaching or mastermind programs they've been a part of find out what associations that they're a part of where are other people just like this person hanging out and spending time go find the people that these people are already following go engage with their fans and followers go get them to start coming back over to your instagram profile Join groups and answer the questions in the groups, right? Find these people and build landing pages where you niche, 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 niche in exactly who you're running ads for. Call out that specific person. Be specific. Go three layers in the differentiation of who you're speaking to and what this is for and what outcome they're going to get and why you're the best person for them. Now, why do people hold back from doing these things? Number one, it's hard work. It is far easier to go mass market and accept everyone and get, you know, a whole bunch of mix, a huge mix of people coming in, but it makes it very difficult for your organization to be the best in the world at what you do. It makes it very difficult to have high retention rates. It makes it very difficult to niche in the way that your programs are built to serve a specific outcome and function, right? So all of these things kind of come down to, are you willing to have the patience to elevate into the company that specializes in this avatar? Are you willing to have the patience to create content for six months to a year where you're speaking to this avatar, even though you're still in the process of building an audience that even has this avatar in it? Are you willing to spend a little bit more to run Google ads where it is very specific and high intent? Are you willing to spend a little bit more to run targeted Facebook ads 
where you have specific landing pages for people with a specific background within a specific niche that are going to allow you to acquire really custom targeted leads, right? So the, the interesting thing about this is that it's not rocket science, right? It's not rocket science. It's creating space for these people. It's deciding who you're going to specialize in being the hero to. It's building your strategy in alignment with that. And then it's being very targeted and discerning and definitive in the way that you go about seeking them. Obviously, there's manual ways through referral campaigns, through follow campaigns online, through networking in groups, answering questions, through getting in front of audiences that are in that niche specifically. And then there are automated ways with Facebook ads, with Google ads, with all the targeting that you're doing um, with your paid traffic. It's not rocket science, but it is so hard for people to do because it requires patience, time, and money. And I will tell you that it is one of the most worthwhile things that you will ever do to increase customer retention and increase team retention. And at the end of the day, in order to run a peaceful and profitable company where you don't have to launch all the time if you don't want to, you don't have to be selling all the time if you don't want to, where you hit your income number that you want to be retaining in the business and you can just steadily stay there, that's going to happen on the back end of your business with customer retention, renewals, referrals, and reactivations. And that's what's going to lower how much you need to do on the front end. So this is highly, highly worthwhile stuff that has a direct impact on your profit margins, your working hours, how much you have to spend on advertising, all of those things. Once you get a group of these people in, you need to love them. You need to give them white glove service. You need to go above and beyond for them. And you need to build a referral campaign that gets them to introduce you and put you in front of more of these people that belong in this circle. Okay. So I hope this is helpful for you. I have so much more I want to share with you about what is hot and what is not and what is working in 2023 going into 2024. And so I want to invite you to head on over to Instagram and DM me the word trends. I just recorded a super power pack training that I believe is relevant for every person that listens to my show here today on how to pivot your team, how to really dial in the customer acquisition strategies you're doing this year what the big trends are that we're seeing in the market in this new economy that we're in today. And I want you to take advantage of it. So head on over to Kelly Roach Official on Instagram, DM me the word trends, and I'll send you over this pitch-free training absolutely for free. I hope you got a lot of value out of today's episode. We'll be back here soon with more. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each and every week.